Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I'm rerun. Wednesday, June 21st, 2023. I'm not sure where that came from. Hey, hey, hey. cut it off too early today i got that saxophone in there um wonderful day looking today i got you know um i am more tan right now i don't know why but i i haven't uh i mainly because i've been active when i've been outside uh and so when you're in a wheelchair you do like your legs just aren't in they're just not properly in the sun my knees are (laughs) but the lower part of my legs not so much um, but my arms and my face are just, I mean, I look like I've, you know, like I'm a California kid or something. A California man, <laughs> old man, middle-aged, out of shape man. Um, the, uh, uh, the day is, is promising to be a good one. I hope it is for you. Uh, yesterday was, you know, yesterday was a great day for whatever reason, man, I had a brick wall. I was, uh, when Lisa works at the office, I make dinner and we were having, uh, burgers. We were having turkey burgers on the grill. Um, we eat healthy as much as humanly possible during the week. Um, but we, we found some ways to dress up the turkey burgers. Anyway, when I was getting ready to, I'm like, oh, I'm getting just, I don't, I'm tired. <laughs> I just want to go take a nappy pool. Um, and then we were going to go for a ride in Lisa's new car. And it just, we, the dog came home from doggy daycare stinking. And so we had to give it a bath. Well, Lisa had to give it a bath. And we I, we just had like a lot of stuff to do after the burgers, a lot of mess to clean up. And, you know, suddenly it's, it's nearly seven o'clock at night and I'm tired. I'll, t- I'll give I'll tell you how tired I am. <clears throat> right now it's 550 and I've been going for over an hour at this um not just at this but i've been doing some of my own stuff and you know uh, journaling and what have you and um so when when you get up that early i mean seven o'clock at night is getting gets pushed in a little bit so anyway i was getting tired and and um uh, we didn't get to go for a ride in lisa's car yet so tonight nope can't tonight because i'm getting my hair cut now nah, well uh, I'll think about this. I, you know what? I'll talk my way through it while you listen uh, in a little bit. But first, let's do the joke of the day. And since it's hump day, <laughs> uh, I got to get better at, like, I, I live a PG-13 life now, I think. I, it's hard for me to be. Like, I want to talk more about sex, but there's not a lot of sex to talk about. <laughs> I just, uh, there's old sex talk about like there's a great history of sex, but, uh, just, you know, it's hump date. Like I want that to be a little naughtier. So I got a good joke of the day today in that regard. <clears throat> me, 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 who lives in a pineapple under the sea. Okay. Uh, joke of the day. I bet you can't tell me something that will make me both happy and sad at the same time. A husband says to his wife. She thinks about it for a minute, and she says, your penis is bigger than your brother's. 
I'll do it. <laughs> I, uh, whew, that'd be a tough one, I think. <laughs> wait, it's bigger? How? Oh, wait. You know what is. Uh. Oh. I am grateful that no one has ever said that to me. <laughs> All right, so what am I grateful for today? Uh, I am grateful for flexibility. I was thinking about this this morning, kind of giving it a lot of thought. And, you know, during the day, um, you know, just because you, you're interrupted at work, and so you change your mode and you start doing something else. <clears throat> and as always, I have some frog in my throat, so I'm, I'm not grateful for that. Um, but you, since I have changes during the course of the day, got to get up and go to the bathroom, got to do this, got to let a dog out, got to. When, when those changes happen and you work from home uh, and you are the boss of the business, um, you have the flexibility. You know what? I think I'll make lunch now. You know what? I think I'll do this now. Um, and I've been trying in my life to make my life just more of life and re- rather than I have work and then I have not work. Right. Um, and so I've been kind of interspersing some things like, um, for a couple of years now, I've been just mowing the lawn when I want to, I'll do whatever house chore I need to do. I'll just do it when I want to, as long as it's not going to take like the day. But if I was going to take a half an hour for lunch anyway, I'll take 15 minutes for lunch, take an hour to mow the lawn and I'm going to make up for that anyway. As soon as I'm done doing this, I, I'm working until Lisa comes home. You know? It's not... F- f- you know what? I'm not going to swear. That money did not go into the swear jar. Um, I, I, I'm i just going to do what I want. Uh, I get it done. I'm not late with my stuff. So I'm grateful for that flexibility. I really am. Um, yesterday, I got done a little bit early. Uh, I watered all the flowers. That was, honestly, that was awesome. I love doing it. Um, I'm very grateful for the young lady who cuts my hair. She'll be cutting my hair today. I am in dire need. Um, she started cutting my hair when we moved here back in 2017, and she's been cutting my hair ever since. And um, I she she took a job... I can't remember if she moved to another salon. She she went out on her own is what she did. And she she has a little shop. And I don't know if she still has it or not. I'll explain that in a second. But she had a little shop. But it was in the third ward. And I'm like, I'm not going to the third ward to get my hair cut. Is there any chance you come out here? I always told her. I said, I would pay you more money. Like I would pay more for this haircut of which you would get all of it. If you came to where I worked. And it didn't matter where it was. Like back then I was working in East Troy. When I first started saying this, now I work from home. And um, I said I would pay more for this haircut if, if yeah, because, I mean, it's, it's a pain in the butt. Like, when I lived in East Troy, the only time I could really ever get a haircut is when I was home because it was right near here. So trying to, like, plan coming from East Troy and getting there on time always sucked. You know, it's a 35-minute drive anyway. Uh, traffic, can I get out on time? Can I, you know, like, there's a lot of variables there that would screw that up. So... Uh, years ago, prior to even leaving, I don't know if I can say that. She might get in trouble. No, she can't get in trouble. She doesn't work there. Hasn't worked there in years. Prior to leaving that last place, she started coming out to my house and cutting my hair. And it was awesome. 
And she still does that to this day. And yes, I do pay her more for that. So I'm getting my hair cut tonight. And, uh, and we'll do it outside. So the birds will have something to build their nests with is what I justify that as. Um, I'm grateful for not being colorblind. Uh, or if I am, uh, I'm seeing amazing colors in the world. And I am looking outside my window and I'm seeing just some really, I'm seeing a jogger run by with a bright yellow safety vest on. I am seeing a Japanese maple tree that is so deep and dark red. It's fantastic. My neighbors across the way, I can see just the corner of their house now that I've moved my desk. They have these bright yellow bushes out front of their house. And then up at the top of this hill that goes way up back here, I see these golden uh, colors in the in the grasses that are in the field and all the dark dark greens. And it's just, I mean, how can you look out a window and not just be grateful that you can distinctly see all that? And if you're colorblind, you still see, I think, right, all the shades and stuff like that. You might not see, or maybe you're not seeing the right colors or something. I don't know. Either way, I'm glad that I get to see colors. And if I am... If, if I see things differently than other people, I'm, I'm happy about the way I see it. What are you grateful, what are you, what are you grateful for? Um, don't forget to be grateful today. Please go tell somebody you're grateful um, and be grateful. Don't forget it. Think it's cheesy? Eh, you're a wimp. All right, what's eating kale today? It's the meat of the program. So we get into things that interest confound or gnaw at me. I do find that mostly they gnaw at me, and I'm sad about that because I, I I feel like I'm a positive person, but I do I am entertained by complaining. I am. There's just I'm sorry. I am. I don't feel better about it. I don't. I probably get myself more worked up, but I do. I I I find humor in the complaint. I don't. I don't know why. It's probably just a sick part of me. <laughs> um, but the things that I was thinking about today, early this morning, uh, are good people and bad people. I was a bad person on Monday. So this is the lawnmower day. If you listen to yesterday's uh, edition of What's Eating Kale, I, um, I struggled changing the battery out. In my lawnmower, the battery. I went to mold my lawn, went to start it, and battery's dead, so I had to change out the battery. Well, other things that had transpired in that day caused me to be a bad person. So what happened was uh, we were going to get the, this sounds all so hoity-toity, um, but we were going to get the yard sprayed for skeeters. That's mosquitoes for those of you who uh, can't translate. Um, and... I called them up and I said, hey, is there any way that we can make sure this gets done later in the day? Because I know I can't mow after they do it. I can't, you know, like if they come on here, I got to wait for hours to, and maybe till the next day. And uh, the lawn was in dire need of, I mean, we, it, it now looks like I just mowed a hayfield already. Um, and um, I had forgotten that I had called them up and said, can you do it in the afternoon? Because I'm going to mow my lawn around lunchtime. But then my mower didn't start, and then I got a battery. Then I get, you know, it's like 3 o'clock in the afternoon when I start this project. Kid shows up about 4, and I'm putting the last screw in on the thing, and, and I, it has not gone well. I am in a shit mood. I am, I, I, there's no other way to say it. 
I'm in a crap mood. I'm in a whatever. I don't care. I swore. Sorry. I was not in a good place. <laughs> and uh, kids like, you know, it's okay to spray. He's a young kid. And I'm like, ah. I go, can you switch days? Because, I mean, as soon as I'm done here, I'm you're no one's going to stop me from mowing my lawn. No one. And uh, he goes, you know, I had to drive out here an extra 30 minutes. This is my last thing of the day, and I didn't have to come here. If I, he goes, I tried calling, and I did. I saw a call coming in while I'm all tangled up with the lawnmower. And uh, I was kind of a jerk to him, and I said, uh, could you make it another day? And he goes, yeah, I could probably. And he and he's like, well, you know, I should. And I go, you know what? And I'm just kind of settling with the fact that I'm being a dick. And it's not his fault. I'm being a dick because I just had a bad go of it. So I said, you know what? Screw that. I'll mow the lawn tomorrow. You get your job done. My apologies. Um, but up until that moment, up until that moment, I'm like, no one is going to stop me from mowing my lawn today. I, just, I went through all this crap and and um, I was a bad person. And we're all familiar with the bad drivers, and we all get pissed at them, right? Like they're going too slow. They're going. They go zipping by you on an icy road. They whatever. They they don't they don't take off from the stop sign quick enough. They stay in the left lane. There's a billion things, right? And one day Lisa and I are driving down uh, Highway 16, and this is just a bad human being. This story. I was a bad human being on Monday. This guy was a bad human being. I think probably just in general. Anyway. We're driving on Highway 16, and we're about to enter onto I-94. There's a big, long curve that goes around there. You can take it safely at about 50, 55 miles an hour. You could do 60, but then it's just more fun than it is safe. <laughs> it's just like, um, I think I've done 60, 65 around there, and it's like, eh, it's you know, uh, you're not going to do that if it's wet or slippery, I can tell you that. Anyway, you go around this big, long corner, and then it straightens out, and you pull on to... I-94. And we are behind this small monster truck, right? Like giant wheels. Um, he doesn't have regular tailpipes. He's got the tailpipes that go up behind the cab in case he, you know, drives through water or whatever. Um, and he's going like freaking 30. And I don't mind that you're going 30 around the corner. I get it. It could be scary for you. You know, you little wimp. Could have been scary. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, he's going so. But now it's straightened out, and we're getting closer to entering the highway at seventy miles. I mean, it's seventy miles an hour out there, and I'm like, this is going to end badly. For like now, he's putting me into a spot where this is going to suck getting out of the freeway. So I do the not the I do the just to wake him up because I'm assuming he's not paying attention. That's what I'm assuming. <laughs> So he sticks his hand out the window, flips me the bird, and just guns his truck. And black smoke comes billowing off the, the exhaust pipes. And it's like, dude, you were the one doing something wrong, and you're flipping me off. F you, you a-hole. That, that was my fault because <laughs> I woke you up. Yeah. Um, anyway, just, 
I, I think that what I was thinking when I started ta- thinking when I was writing this down this morning was that we're all good and bad people at different times. You know, we like to think that we're always in the right. Um, you know, we get pissed at people who take up handicap spots. I know there's a bunch of them, and I know whatever. But when you get out, when you're struggling to get out of your vehicle because I need the room, and then you see somebody jogging to their car parked in a handicapped spot, it's, you know, shut up, man. Stop being lazy. But we've all done it. I When I was able-bodied, I remember going to the mall, and I was like, I'm just going in for a minute. There's all these spots open. I did it. I'm sure you've done it, a-hole. <laughs> Uh, seriously though, I mean, we've all done it, but yet we get more mad at other people and forget that we've driven bad before. We've not been paying attention at a stoplight and didn't go when it turned green and somebody's had to honk at us. And we've gotten mad at those people for honking at us, even though it was our fault. And that's kind of what I was getting to is we're all good and bad people. Um, but we're, we're so righteous all the time. I'm less bad than you are. (laughs) You're more bad than me right now. Uh, the other thing I was thinking about today um, is uh, during this period of time in, uh, in my life when um, I, I had just broken up with a girl. This I'm 24, 25. It's a long-term relationship of which all of my relationships are pretty much long-term. Um, the uh, I, I broke up. It was kind of, you know, it was perceptually devastating to me. And uh, when I say that, it's just that I thought I would marry this girl. I thought whatever, but I was the one doing stupid stuff. And so she has no fault in that. But yet when we break up, I'm just like, Oh my God, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And I go into a, you know, like a stupid make believe, you know, kind of, I I'm making this out to be a lot worse than it is. Uh, I wouldn't have been doing stupid stuff if I, you know, right. Like at the end of the day is my fault, but I am acting devastated and I'm doing all the things a devastated person would do, including, uh, I, I wanted to kind of reset my life. I moved back up to Wausau to live with my dad for a few months. Uh, I got started in radio. Uh, but during that period of time, I was doing a lot of drinking. I was going out to bars, smoking the devil's lettuce. And, um, I was telling a friend of mine, about an incident where uh, I was at a party, and I wasn't sure if he was there. My, this is my friend Tom Parker and I having this conversation. I, I don't know if you were there or not. Um, I had made a return to Wausau for a while. It's where I got my start in radio. When I when I went back, we are hanging out. Heath had a place way out on the edge of town. Anyway, a bunch of us are out partying. We go back to that place, and we are high, and we're watching Cheech and Chong, as you do when you're high. Of course. And, um, there's a scene where Cheech and Chong are sitting in the front seat of a van. The camera's behind them. And either Cheech or Chong is trying to light a match. And they're having this conversation. And they're lighting the match so the camera can see it in between the two seats. And he keeps striking the match, and it doesn't light. And he just keeps going. And the conversation goes on. And this is going on for, like, if you sat here for a minute, for a whole minute. Like, it was going on. And you're like, and I started laughing. He And I say to myself, you can't get the, Latin, the match lit. And he keeps, shik, shik, and they're having the conversation, and then he just stops trying to light it, and he just goes, "Dude, I can't light the match," and I fucking lost my shit. I thought I was gonna die because I couldn't catch my breath. I, it just—it was only breathing out laughing. 
and I'm I'm starting to get worried, but yet I can't stop laughing. Yet I'm worried right. that I'm gonna. I you thought I died. You're terrified. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And and I'm like, I don't know that I smoke pot after that. Wow. Yeah. Cheech and Chong don't normally have that effect of turning <laughs> people away from weed. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Learning from my mistakes might. Uh, it was a great segue into learning from my mistakes. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. So I'm learning from my mistakes. This is a chance for me to reflect on my mistakes and the mistakes of other people so I can learn from them. Um, I spent a lot of my life toiling over decisions. I'm a thinker. It takes me a long time to think things through before I make decisions and take action. Now, not as long as other people. And I think some people who really take a long time might think that I'm quick about it, but I'm not. I, and I put a lot of pressure on myself. Um, and while I'm a planner and no one's ever going to convince me that a plan or planning isn't better than just winging it. Most plans change anyway. There's a great saying, and I'm paraphrasing because when I looked this up just to verify that I was saying it right, I see a couple different versions. The way I heard this was, no plan survives engagement with the enemy. There's varying ways of saying that. But what it means is, and I heard a great explanation of this, when you have a plan to take a hill, this is a military reference, when you have a plan to take a hill, once the bombs start blowing up and the bullets start flying, your, all your, your whole plan goes out the window. You now can't go up and you can't do the things because the enemy is, is blocking you. Um, what doesn't change, though, is why you're going up that, why you're taking that hill. And so whether it's a business decision or a business strategy or even just a night out, and I preach this to my clients all the time. It's the coolest thing I think I've ever learned in business. It's called the commander's intent. In, in marketing, you don't know if a campaign is going to work. You have some good intentions. You think you're onto something. It, it aligns with the audience. It does all of these things, so it should work. However, the great thing about marketing today is we can afford to, and it's easy to pivot and make adjustments once we learn how a campaign is going to go. So that's the whole thing, right? Like we need to understand what we're trying to accomplish with that campaign um, because the plan that we start out with may not be and likely won't be the plan that we end up executing to, to make that happen. So part of the plan has to be be ready for change. So the commander's intent is we need to accomplish this. And once you get out there, it doesn't matter what happens. You just got to keep, you, you, that's still the goal. And I need to be more conscious of that in my day-to-day. And I'm not, it's not that I don't do it. And it's not that I'm even bad at it. I just need to be better. Um, because I, I do find myself right now, I, I'm going through a lot of changes uh, from a business perspective. And, God, I'm just overthinking things. And I just, I'm like, I just need to do stuff. I need to just start and just figure out what's going to happen from here because no matter how I plan this out, no matter what I think is going to happen, it's going to change. So just get started. Stop thinking about how this is going to go or what I'm going to do and just do it. Um, and I am I'm pretty good at it. I do remember it, but I'm not. I need to be 
a lot better at it. Um, so that's what I've learned. That's my learning for today. I hope you get something from that. Just remember the commander's intent. There's always a reason why you're doing something. That doesn't change. The plan to get there does. It's always going to change. Don't th- and don't get pissed when it doesn't go the way you think it's going to go. It's not going to go the way you think it's going to go. That's the commander's intent. And that's what's eating kale today. Uh, later this week, uh, conversations with Ben, Carol Sumbry, and until then, make it a good one.